This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, that was great, Spencer. Our first guest, Bill <laughs> Kerlick. And uh, man, I, you know, it's funny. I... I sensed your panic from across the podcast when when he was like, yeah, you know, it's not a certainty that they're going to add a, a quarterback in the portal. He doesn't get a sense <laughs> there's a lot of interest in Cam Ward at this interest, at this point. It's too early to say about Malik Murphy. I sensed your panic. So I just wanted to give you a chance to, li- you know, live in your fears here. If you just if you have panic in your heart, let it out. I'm grateful that we have the space to uh, to vent and react and, and you know, share our full emotions here. Um, I, I mean, I think to this point, I, I think panic's probably a good word for it because I've been kind of panicked through this whole process once we heard McCord was leaving. Because And here's the thing. Like, it's not that I'm upset that McCord's leaving because I just don't think for Ohio State, the standard of that position is, is higher than other schools. Fair or unfair, that's just the truth. Um, so I, I understand where if, if – if they're moving on from him and he's deciding to go do his find find what is right for him. I can respect that. I have no qualms about it. I just want there to be like a replacement that makes sense and that you feel like is going to take this team to where we want them to go. Now, what makes me a little bit nervous is that maybe in house is where they stay. But I, I think Bill actually sort of calmed me down a little bit with his answer in regards to just guys they could be looking at because like he, he mentioned, we haven't heard anything yet about Malik Murphy and maybe he'd be linked to Ohio state. And he kind of said like, yeah, but it's still early for him. It's only been a couple days. And the fact that he said, you know, straight up, I don't think they'll make a move, a major move like that until after the bowl game, which is obviously we're coming up to about two weeks out from that now. Um, So yeah, like I I think there's still a little bit of panic in me, but I also feel like maybe that I'm, I'm assuming that the program has a better read on the situation in terms of where, like how these things move. And yeah, you're, you're some of your bigger fish are off the board. Riley Leonard's gone. There's been some others who have committed, but the fact that there maybe is some room to be patient here. And if Malik Murphy's not ready to like jump to make a decision, there might be still be time to go get him. And I'm actually, after he announced and I've, I've done some more digging on just his stats and his numbers and, and the people who are talking about him, it feels like that would be an awesome fit for Ohio State if he was willing to come here and if they're actually going to potentially pursue him. So, yes, there's panic, um, but if they're going to sort of use that game as a, as a rehearsal for some of these guys, I can live with that as long as it means if they're not very good, there's still some options out there that they can maybe bring in. So the thing that I liked that I had heard is, okay, Bill had said that they were actually a little surprised that Kyle McCord went into the portal. Yeah. So if that really caught them off guard, if they were planning on it being McCord, Devin Brown, and Keen Holtz and, and Aaron Olin next year, the, the four-man quarterback room, if that's true, then I like the idea of biding your time and just being patient. Because, you know, if the worst case scenario is you just get kind of another guy to throw in there, 
between Devin Brown and I mean, I, I think the Devin Brown Kyle McCord thing, I think it was truly 50 50. And I think they ended up choosing Kyle McCord because of the benefits of playing with Marvin Harrison Jr. So, and maybe, you know, giving Devin a little more time to develop as a passer. So I kind of think that, you know, if the worst thing is Devin Brown, Aaron Nolan, Lincoln Keenholz, and, and a fourth guy who is like an okay starter somewhere, I mean, it's not optimal, but if that's the worst thing, I still think you can find a starting quarterback that can win you games next year. And I think Devin Brown is the kind of guy that I think in a Michigan game, his dual threat nature can can help you offset some of the passing deficiencies compared to like a Kyle McCord. So yeah. I'm not really that. So it's funny. Like I would, st I'm still want, and I still would love, I still will mark out if they get Malik Murphy or if they were to get one of these big names, I know Cam Ward's not likely, but I, I think it's really interesting, you know, that, that they would be comfortable where they are, but I like the idea that they're not panicking just because they were caught off guard that McCord, you know, seemingly left and they weren't expecting that. Well, it sounds like Cam Ward is being sued, uh, courted by Rick Ross. So I, if, it seems like that's probably a done deal. He's going to Miami. We, anyway, we can't but... compete with Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah, like, who, who's the who... Columbus rapper that people want to hang out with? I, I mean, know. could Columbus well, borrow well, you know MGK? What? LeBron kind of claims Columbus. So maybe there's, there's a pitch there. But um, he's not technically a, a Columbus guy or an Ohio State guy. So it's a little Let, bit. Okay. But, but let's be honest. LeBron's <laughs> going to act ethically in recruiting. Rick Ross. He's going to give him the, the full patino. He's there's going to be yeah, strobe true. lights. There's going to be that's ladies true. of the night. There's going to be bumping and grinding. <laughs> like, nice. Let's let's just be real oh, honest man. about how Rick Ross is going to go ahead and woo people. To you don't you don't bring people to Miami and be like, oh, this is a lovely park that we have, and this is a place where you oh, can come study. check out our stadium. Yeah. It's a fine oh, facility. and here's Sister uh, you know, Rosemary, and she's the longest standing <laughs> monk here in Miami. You can get daily devotions from her no no sir you're going to the clubs yeah you're taking miami tens <laughs> right there's maybe a little be, bit of skiing going on I don't there's know. gonna no, be I mean, a pharmaceutical a pharmaceutical buffet in front of you <laughs> and basically just gobs and gobs and gobs of cash and yeah. i'll be honest with you i'm a 38 year old man that exact formula is how you bring down me and every other <laughs> like i am a i am a well regarded member of society i am a beloved father i am a responsible individual so far as anybody knows and even i could be swayed by miami tens <laughs> a pharmaceutical buffet and gobs and gobs of money uh yeah that's that's very fair it's it's a it's a very it's a tough sales pitch to top that's for sure um, I, I, do, I do want to agree with you, though, because I think on some level, the panic that I feel about whether or not they should go get a quarterback and are they going to find a guy in the portal and what's the quarterback room going to look like? Um, I, I do think there's something to be said for the program itself, not just because the last thing you want is for them to just fold to fan criticisms or fan uh you know, just, just the fan outrage that's out there. And, and we know how, how loud that can be from, you know, a certain contingent of fans and just go out and get a guy just to get a guy. Like if they're, if they're going about their business the right way, you hope that they are patient with it and that they do find the right quarterback that they think is going to be a fit for them. Even if that means somebody who's on the roster, I'm just hesitant about the guys that are currently on the roster right now knowing that I haven't really seen a lot from Keenholz. I haven't even seen a lot from Devin Brown. I'm just assuming if he couldn't beat out you Kyle play, McCord, then it makes me question. Keenholz. 
All right, I'm I'm part of Keenholz Hive over here, so you bite your tongue on <laughs> no, no, Lincoln no, Keenholz, the pride of South Dakota. It's not that I don't think there's like potential there. I like I said, I haven't seen enough about him. I'm just hesitant about the guys that are currently in the roster, and I think the, I think part of that is because we haven't seen a lot from them. And I, and I would say it's probably more so. Like I'm almost more inclined in the bowl game. I'd almost rather see Keenholz more, so that I at least know there's something I can look and say, okay. Or maybe split the – I mean, they're not going to probably do it this way, but I'd kind of love it if they split the game in half. Like, hey, you get a half and you get a half. Let's see what happens. Because then at least I could get something on – something tangible in front of me on tape where I could go back and say, well, I really like that he did this, but I really like that he did this. Because right now, like, my assumption is Devin Brown, how good can he be if he couldn't beat out Kyle McCord? And then I'm for Keenholz, I'm like, okay, he probably was just too young to start. He was just coming in. But what does that mean for him moving forward? Will he be better than Devin Brown? So I kind of just want to see it before I, I make any rash judgments. So I think what's interesting about it is the thing that I like about both Devin Brown and Keenholz, they're okay, so I'm they're different people, but mm-hmm. they both kind of have a swagger to them. Devin Brown is very boisterous, which has been kind of pointed out in this whole process. He's talked about, you know, how he sees this an opportunity to make this his team. And at the same point, it's it's a different kind of thing, but Lincoln Keenholz has swagger. And I do, like, you can kind of see it when he walks in the field for a kid that's a freshman. I kind of like that. I yeah. kind of want that in my Ohio State quarterback, honestly. Like, think about going to that Michigan game. Like, you don't want – think about the what Kyle McCord was saying. Oh, it's just another game. You know, we're just taking it one game at a time. Like, that was, all, that was his mentality, and he got ripped yep. for it after the fact. I kind of like the idea of, of a guy like Keenholz coming in and just holding nothing back. Yeah, we hate Michigan. We're going to beat them this year. Like, I, I, even if it backfires on you, like, I kind of love that that energy. Well, and what I think is important about it is, you know, you don't – good teams are like a melting pot of personalities. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of felt yeah, I mean, like – Look at Urban Meyer's we, uh, Florida teams back in the I, day. Okay, well, look at <laughs> the also criminals in the case of Urban. Or yeah, Urban but digits. that team is like the most – you talk about personalities. That team has the two extremes. You yes. have people who are committing crimes, and then you have the face of it all, Tim yeah. Tebow, who was like Jesus reincarnated. Like yeah, who, I mean, did, come on. who waited, who, who saved himself until his uh, wedding <laughs> night as a bunch of Miami tens threw themselves at him. That's the incorruptible man. That. I don't believe that. But which part? That he saved himself for marriage? Are you kidding me? You were the quarterback in Florida. When I'm not he saying he didn't nationals. do anything. He just didn't no, enter the holiest temple. That's I all. think that that's that's that that's like he was already painted as this very godly image. I think that's just how he took it to the next level was telling that folktale. Like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm saving myself for marriage, you know. And it just it just took it to a whole nother level of being like again the, the reincarnation of Jesus. That's, what, that's he, all right. So I. <laughs> I actually do believe him, but the idea that there would be a 30 for 30 on the trail of ass that Tim Tebow left behind (laughs) as he was wearing a purity ring, I would watch every bit like the, 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 they just have a lineup of, they just have a lineup of women who do interviews about like, yeah, you know, I I was sliding into his DMS and. Every time he just he just sent me a Bible verse, and I knew that was not going to happen tonight. So, but it's a timeline of booty that he's gotten, <laughs> where it just starts with like you know I'm Mary Catherine, and you know we did things in church when we were 16 years old. Like I like the idea, and then like by the time he's in college, it's like three at a time with toys and there's like, you know, pagan ritualistics, like in the background, <laughs> like you've now, this is what you've done to me by mentioning Tim Tebow 
and uh, the uh, the lack of virginity in your opinion there. Now, um, I think I think it's also interesting to hear Bill talk about the emphasis in the portal being on the mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball, which with Tyleek Williams going off to the NFL, Jack Sawyer's playing in a bowl game. We'll find out about his future. Uh, Tui Tuiemoloau is another one. Um, you know, it's funny. This was a good defense, and statistically, it was a great defense. But it didn't have the traditional markings of a truly great Buckeyes team, which are a Bosa brother, which are Chase Young, which are, you know, a top five pick off the edge. And so it was interesting to hear about the the kid Harmon out of Michigan State and whether he'll land because, you know, there's another kid. Again, he's he plays up the middle. He doesn't play edge. But it's interesting that that, you know, he's more of a run stuffer. You, you you kind of wonder if at any point in the Jim Knowles defense, if we're going to get back to having the Bosa brothers, the Chase Youngs, the, the you know, and I mean, even go back to Trestle with Will Smith and guys like that, the elite edge rushers who went on to become top 10, top 20, yeah. top 32 picks in the NFL draft. I think that's been one of the most discouraging things about some of these recent recruiting classes is just the lack of that. Well, and you thought you were getting some of those guys because, I mean, you look at 24-7 sports, um, and you see that Jack Sawyer is like the sixth highest Ohio State recruit of all time. JT Tuimoolau is a, a number five. So it's like they they ha- and listen, I think JT he 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 was probably the best defensive lineman they had in recent years. He made some really big plays in some of the bigger games on their schedule. We know I remember Penn State from last year. He had some other moments this year as well. So he was like the one guy that did stand out at times. But it wasn't quite at the level of the guys that you named before, the the Bosa brothers, Chase Young. Like you had one of these staple pass rushers, and it does feel like at the college level, like listen, at every level of football, it's one of the trenches for sure. But it feels like a college football that is the like that is emphasized so much more, and it's the biggest it's the biggest discrepancy that exists between you know your your high level D one FBS teams and your MAC F you know FBS teams like the talent along the defensive line is just scoured at that point when you get down to that level of the, of the sport. And so they don't have the guys to kind of bolster those groups. So yeah, like I, I'm waiting for that as well. Um, I'm hoping that with some of the guys they're targeting, I think it's interesting that they're going after linebackers because stopping the run has been an issue for them against Michigan the last couple of years. And I think that's something that instantly makes you feel like you're a tougher team defensively. I like I like the addition of Edric Houston, I know they lost uh, – I forget who, who's the guy they lost to Miami recently who flipped. I forget off the top of my head his name. Um, but, yeah, like – The kid I, with the the boatloads of cash in the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't remember his name either, but I remember that cash. <laughs> that money is a lot louder than the than his name, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like I think there are signs that they're at least trying to improve those areas, which is good. I just hope that they can, they can hit on somebody here in the next couple of years, whether it's through the portal or whether it's through recruiting – that really is that difference-making defensive player. Because you're right, we, we haven't seen that the last few years. There's been some good names and names that we knew, but there hasn't been that standout that, you know, is the the headliner every single game or the, the guy that we can sit and talk about as a top-tier NFL prospect off the, the defensive side of the ball. We also heard about Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, and, you know, the importance of the next two classes here. 
because the offensive line has been a bit of a disappointment. Obviously, last year they had a dip into the portal as well, and that didn't maybe turn out the best. And I will say I feel a lot better about Jeremiah Smith, who, you know, know, Bill had said, um, you know, his line is as long as Ryan Day and um, Brian Hartline are there, uh, that's where he's going to go. So I, that, that, that was the big one. Uh, and they, they listen, they're always going to attract wide receiver talent, but Jeremiah Smith's the kind of guy who could immediately step in and replace, you're not going to replace Marvin, but replace the playmaking yeah. that Marvin gives you, assuming you lose both Marvin and Abuka. And, you know, all of a sudden there's less pressure on a guy like Carnell Tate. If there's another immediate playmaker on the field. Yeah. That was an encouraging thing to hear. Cause I, I, you know, as we're recording this, knowing that he's going into the weekend to, to, to a visit with Florida state. Now Florida state doesn't, I don't, I don't think Tallahassee quite has the, the Miami nightclubs and, and well, they might have some of the other stuff at their disposal that uh, Miami does. It's not that Florida, Florida can talk 10. <laughs> it's like a trout farm. That's okay. true. It's ridiculously attractive. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, so maybe that, maybe that lures him in too. But yeah, I, I think the fact that that's kind of been the company line for Jeremiah Smith, and at the end of the day, I think Bill said it best, like re- recruiting is a relationship game. Um, it's ironic, you know, the first two letters of recruiting, the first two letters of relationship are the same. So like, I, th- I think it's, it's a, it's a testament to the staff that, that, that Ryan day has and that they do prioritize that and that they've been able to build those relationships and bring in the talent that they brought in starting most notably with Brian Hartline, who clearly has been like just an ace at landing the, the top re- receiver recruits in the country. I know I know we want to take a break here in a second. I do have a question maybe when we come back just about the transfer portal in general because the Malik Murphy situation I think is kind of disappointing in some ways in terms of like the, just this current trend with the portal. So maybe we can get into that a little bit here because I, I, I think it's interesting to see, yes, there's all these people entering the portal right now, um, but should there be some sort of – I guess restrictions on, on how this system sort of works, because I I do think he's kind of getting a raw deal here in some ways too. We'll get to that, but first a word from our sponsors. 